Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back to the fishbowl. I'm Bob, and of course, this fish bee over there on the basket chair. Forthcoming. Will herd immunity save us all from the virus? And does it come with chocolate milk? What exactly are kangaroos? And who's the biggest badass in TV news? Very short poem, completely unintentional. Thank you very much, as always, for that uh, rambunctious lead, Fishby. But first, in the quite possible event that this is your first fishbowl ever, perhaps it was recommended by a friend, be forewarned. Where most podcasts revolve around interviews or true crime or some random slice of fandom, Fish B and I have, dare I say, bobified the entire podcast game by going every single weekday. And instead of two morons talking, we offer one moron talking and one moron in charge of the music and the literal fishbowl full of the most compelling or mind-bending or fucking weird questions the imagination and the universe can surmise. In short, this podcast is completely unbeatable. Unless, of course, somehow, some way you, oh, I don't know, accidentally beat it. What's first fish be? What the fuck is herd immunity? And does it have something to do with the Netflix series Too Hot to Handle? To the best of my knowledge, herd immunity has nothing to do with the Netflix sensation Too Hot to Handle. I believe herd immunity uh, refers to uh, reaching a point where the majority of the population has immunity through prior infection or, or vaccination, uh, thereby preventing rapid spread of an infectious disease. I'm pretty sure that's what herd immunity is. But typically, uh, for that to happen and for it to uh, save us from the virus, the concept of herd immunity, you got to reach like 60, maybe even 70% of the population. And when it comes to COVID-19, uh, best guess, because the tests just simply aren't available yet, we are at maybe 10%. So we are, uh, we're a long ways from, uh, from herd immunity. But, but fingers crossed for 16 to 18 months, uh, months from now. But uh, since you brought it up, too hot to handle on Netflix. I've I've got a question for the for for the good of the group um, of all the humans that are on Too Hot to Handle. Which, which human is the too hottest to handle in your opinion? Uh, I'm a I'm a bad judge of dudes. Unfortunately for my sexuality, I was not born bisexual. Where 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 the whole world would be my sexual buffet. Uh, damn it, bisexuals have it good. Um, but but so for guys, so I'm just gonna say Jesus because because I don't know. I'm just gonna guess it's the, it's it's the Jesus fella. And when it comes to the ladies on Too Hot to Handle, 
even though I'm usually turned off by 20-somethings with lip injections, uh, high five to uh, Francesca. That She's not bad. For a Canadian, she's not bad. I don't know exactly what that means. Canadians are beautiful, but it's fun to say. For a Canadian, you know, she's, uh, she's not bad, that Francesca. You'd think, and forgive me, I've only seen one and a half episodes because it's, it's, it's a fine show, sure. Not necessarily uh, my cup of tea, as they say. But uh, you might be stunned right now, those that know me well, that, uh, Bob, you're not going with the uh, voluptuous black girl? And, and yeah, it, it shocks me, too. Uh, given the choice between a Canadian with lip injections or, uh, or, or a voluptuous black girl, I've, got, I've gone with the Canadian. The whole world's upside down. These are strange times. Strange times. What's next, Fishby? Now that you've slept on it, who is the biggest badass in broadcast journalism? Well, because of what happened yesterday, I've had two days to sleep on it. I'm tempted to go with uh, just a tip of the cap to 60 Minutes legend Leslie Stahl. She's, a, she, she's, she's, she's the chairman of the board. Uh, before she was brutally and sadistically assaulted, I would have said uh, Lara Logan. But, asking me right now, the biggest badass in broadcast journalism, I'm going with Vice News correspondent Isabel Young. The 33-year-old pride of the University of Nottingham, and yes, that is the same school where Robin Hood went. Not only is she smart as fuck, but over the last couple years, she's done more important stories and worn a helmet more than any other foreign correspondent in the world. Her, her work in the Middle East is essential, especially Syria and Afghanistan. And, and to top it off, I mean, she's a brilliant investigative reporter, too. The stuff she's done from inside China. And Isabel Young, if you don't mind me saying, and I'm not reducing anyone to, uh, to how they look, but she's easy on the eyes. Can we, can we agree upon that? Seemingly born to be famous. Like, you're just not born that good-looking and that good at something. If, um, if you believe in a bearded fella upstairs that uh, is a puppet master on, on this here earth, uh, clearly uh, uh, Jesus took the wheel and spent a little more time on her, if I can uh, mix multiple uh, country songs. She's like the Beyonce of TV news. Like, if there is a God, like, he definitely made a Beyonce. Because there's no way someone is born that good-looking and that, and that good at singing and that good at dancing and that good at business. And is that ambitious, right? To have, like, all those things, like, just, just born to, to, to do what, uh, what she's doing. Isabel Young, congratulations. There's no trophy. You already have Emmys, but uh, I'm sure someone will send this to you and you'll rejoice in glee. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fishby. Are you feeling any better today, you big fucking baby? That's nice, Fishby. I, I was clearly going through a lot yesterday, or at least, at least it felt 
like a lot to me. We, we know that uh, this show is, as always, brought to you by a history of mental illness and substance abuse. Um, but I'm definitely doing better. I, I, I did. I had, a, I had a rough day yesterday. And, and today I woke up and I was still having a rough morning. So you know what I did? I went back to sleep for like an hour, and then I woke up, and, and, and then I, uh, I felt okay. Uh, to quote YouTube Yoga with Adrian, I'm doing my best to remember that everything is as it should be, and I'm trying to tap into my inner smile. Thank you, YouTube Yoga with Adrian. But yeah, Fishby, the big fucking baby over here is, uh, is, uh, is feeling better. And you know what? You know what I dreamt when I, when I, cause I never go back to sleep. Usually I got to get up and get grinding, but, but I, I went back to sleep and I actually dreamt that, that I got a hug and it felt great. And there, and there's an actual girl and this actual girl, uh, sat on my lap and I was holding her hand and I don't know what her face looked like, but she was beige and had great hair. And so if you're beige and have great hair, uh, look forward to, uh, look forward to dating me. So that, cause dreams don't lie. Everyone knows that dreams don't lie. They're true. Always true. What's next? Will you and Fish B be attempting to make the impossible possible again tomorrow? Even though we have failed miserably the last two weeks, try to do 17 questions in 17 minutes. Yes, what tomorrow? That that is our deal, manana. 17 questions in 17 minutes. Wish us luck, because it has not gone our way the last two weeks. And then we've had to spend the entire weekend with our heads held in shame, knowing that we failed so miserably. So. Fingers crossed, Mantis is prayed. What's next, Vishmay? If Trump doesn't want to debate Biden, should Grandpa Joe grant him that wish? You know what? I mean, these presidential debates, I mean, they've, they've happened for as long as we've been alive. They've been going on these presidential debates, but, but Trump doesn't want to do it. And I think Biden should try to make him look bad for not wanting to do it. All the while secretly planning on not doing it. Grandpa Joe and the debates, even though there was a time, but it was 12 fucking years ago that the tongue of Grandpa Joe eviscerated the presidential hopes of one very creepy Rudy Giuliani by reducing him to a noun, a verb, and 9-11. But that Grandpa Joe, we haven't seen him in a while. So I, I, think, I think actually, sure. But, but here's the idea. You could even do this pay-per-view. If I had the money, I, I would promote it because this would be a fun night of debates rather than have the two candidates... Let's let the ideologies collide. Rachel Maddow versus Tucker Carlson. Followed by Bernie Sanders versus Rush Limbaugh. Followed by Bill Maher versus the living corpse of Bill O'Reilly. Followed by AOC 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez versus Diamond and Silk. Then, this is a big night, a big night of entertainment I've planned. Kanye versus Taylor Swift. Van Jones versus Hannity. And Fish B wants Laura Ingram, don't you, Fish B? That is going to be a good, good night of entertainment that I have planned for the nation, the world, potentially the universe. You're welcome. What's next? Yo, it's me, Plantasia. And the Buddha said, your music kills me. Your music kills me, Plantasia, my, my lucky dust plant. And the Buddha says, quote, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. I'm sorry, Plantasia. I just, I just like your music. I do, I do. And P.S. Oh, it goes on. And P.S. Where the fuck is my page on bobsfishbowl.com? Come on, Plantasia. Don't be, don't, don't be getting greedy already. You're, you're a very new addition to the show. I mean, I mean, I have a page, obviously. Fish B has a page. Obviously, the executive producer, Paige, obviously, but minor league speaker, no Paige. My executive assistant, or excuse me, I don't have an executive assistant, I'm no executive. My personal assistant, no Paige. The CFO, no Paige. I mean, I, I mean, pro bono podcast consultant, no Paige. Sorry, Plantasia. Sorry. Ask me again in a month. What's next? How do you personally know when art is beautiful? To me, and as always, this is the honest-to-goodness truth, um, and I, I'm a crier. I, I, am, I am an easy cry. But when art is truly beautiful, uh, it moves me to tears. I start to tear up a little bit. I've teared up to architecture. I've teared up standing at the base of the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. and looking at the Capitol building or uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. I have, uh, I've teared up to paintings. I've teared up to music, to TV, movies. If it's beautiful art, if it's truly, truly, truly beautiful art, then, uh, then I tear up. And, and, that, and that's when I know that, uh, that it hits me in the soul. Because that's what beautiful art does. Hits you in the soul. And oh, there's Isaiah's music, which means, uh, as always, we've arrived at our final question, which comes from our now 10-year-old executive producer, Isaiah, the tiny player, who today writes... Where did the first kangaroo come from? Very difficult question, Isaiah, as they, as, as they usually are. This 10-year-old is on it, I tell you. Um, 
Have you really taken a good look at a kangaroo? Like, like really looked at one, like picture one now, like picture a kangaroo. Where did it come from? Uh, damn near as I can tell, the only way to explain a kangaroo is a small donkey, or perhaps a magical Mexican donkey, the likes of Tongaleo, uh, found a way to impregnate the Easter Bunny. And that's, that's, where, that's where the first kangaroo came from. That's all I got. Have you seen a kangaroo? It's got a donkey head and a bunny. Like, it's just weird. They're just weird. But just like foxes, you know, obviously came from a wolf and a bobcat. That's not scientifically proven. That's not, uh, that's just a hypothesis. And, uh, and sea lions came from a dolphin and the domestic dog. Again, not not scientifically proven, just 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 a just a hypothesis. Thank you, thank you, Isaiah. Now we can all think a little deeper on where kangaroos came from. Uh, Fish B wants me to tell you that uh, he's on uh, social media uh, at uh, Bob's Fishbowl, and uh, I'm told I can also be found if you want to uh, harass me uh, at Bob Van Dyne. But before we go. Uh, time for what many people dub the best part of the show, because it's the end. The artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, that's Paddle Ball of Fire, the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, and or the finale. Kick it, Fishby. Fox News bobblehead and pillar of Christianity, Laura Ingram says on Twitter that stay-at-home orders are like living in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. And that's so fucking stupid when I heard it, a tiger dick popped out of my underpants. Digital video game revenue hits a one-month record of $10 billion for March, and only $250 of that was our executive producer buying Fortnite skins. A new study that I think was done by the imaginary scientist in Donald Trump's golden hair states that the virus is not transmittable by sex, and unless you're using a glory hole or a milking table or a barnyard animal, that just doesn't make sense. Newt Gingrich tells the human manatee, Sean Hannity, that Trump is the most hated president since Abraham Lincoln. And who knew an old guy named Newt was a fan of the fishbowl? The NFL draft is happening and sports fans are so horny for any new content, the fucking draft is being referred to as a live sporting event. And this year's honorary first draft pick was blue-blooded murder of the English tongue. And lastly, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez announces on the Insta that she will indeed cast her presidential ballot for Grandpa Joe, and any thinking person doesn't have any other choice this time. And while I'm at it, thank you, Fishby, thank you. But while I'm at it, can we all agree that AOC and I would make for a very handsome and dynamic power couple. Can we agree on that? We, we, you might have disagreed with me the, the, the entire show, but at the end here, can we come together on that relevant fact? Imagine me and AOC splitting time between a hipster apartment in DC and a hipster apartment in the Bronx, hanging out with Killer Mike and Dave Chappelle and fucking Barney. Bring a little fishbowl around. Yeah, that's a, uh, she's beige, she has nice hair. 
power couple. Me and AOC. Think about that. I don't, does she still is she still dating that white guy with the beard? Anyone know? That's all she dates is white guys with beards, so it's tough to tell. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Fish B and I, we will, uh, we will, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, the only way the show grows, because we have very few friends, we have good friends, but very few of them is is when you share, just like someone shared it with you. So feel free to pass it along if you appreciate the gifts or whatever the fuck you want to call them that Fish B and I uh, bring to the world each and every weekday. Uh, Till manana, seventeen questions in seventeen minutes. Say adios, Fish B.